This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com The pensioners are back but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with the London Football Fan Shows. Friday night means one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Chelsea Fan Cast. Joining me, going to smash the oiks. Joining me this evening, we have got uh, what's what's suddenly becoming like the first choice, the the, the A team. This is the A team. This is the A team. This is the A team. Uh, On the uh, on the left flank, we've got Jonathan Kidd. Uh, left, yeah, left-footed. Yeah, yeah, not actually, but the I've wing wizard. Left foot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm more of a midfield destroyer. Yeah. actually. Yeah, thanks very much. Kido, Kido, Kido. The creative one down the middle. It's Clayton Berman. How's it going, Pat? Very good. Yes, very good. Confectionery king. Confectionery king. Very creative. Yeah. And very in the middle. And of course, the gaffer, the skipper, the enforcer, the man who makes it all happen. The man who likes a two-footed tackle. <laughs> yeah, Stanford Chidge. <laughs> Isn't he got a two-footed tackle? I don't know, mate. Oh, okay. I'm away. I'm away with the Lulas tonight. It's deliberate. It was deliberately done. 
So there we go. How are you, gentlemen? Uh, we're all knackered, has but on great form. We're happy to see you, Aaron. Has it been a good week in Chelsea World? Uh, no, busy not really. Yeah, busy it's week for you. Yeah, yeah. It's I feel that you. It may be up to you to run this show tonight. Yeah, I can run it, no problem. Okay. Well, you've already decided you're the only Chelsea fan. Let's be honest. Ah, oh, because no, I'm the only one going to the game tomorrow. Yeah, well, uh, yeah but are you paying to go? No, I'm being paid to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, well, the only reason I'm going is they pay me. I wouldn't, have to, wouldn't go if I had to pay. Nah, mate. See Arsenal, Chelsea. Daylight <laughs> robbery, mate. I like <laughs> that character you've assumed. What? There. That character you did. You just assumed a character to have play. I? Yeah. Just yeah. Saying you yeah. Did what that. character was it? I don't yeah, know. That was a football person. It was a football person. Somebody regularly Grumpy goes to football. Grumpy old man football person. No, 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 no not at all. It was like, I'm working class and okay. I'm going to football. <laughs> <laughs> working class slash I've got a vlog yeah. and I'm going to football. I, tell, yeah. I have to say, mate, I'm, I'm kind of gutted I'm not going. It's quite fun going up to uh, the Emirates yeah. to watch Chelsea Padded seats and all. But I have to work here tomorrow and I have dropped one, proverbially, because I thought it'd be on the telly. Of and course, it, and it, is. it is not on the telly here. So I, no. I, I, I feel like an idiot. But there we go. What can you do? How what? <laughs> uh, what can you do? What can you do? Plenty on the way this evening. Looking back at Chelsea versus Newcastle. Uh, yes, we're going to look back at that little weeny bit. Yeah, we're talking Carabao. Because it wasn't that exciting. No. Well, it never usually is with them. Talking Carabao Cup with Chelsea uh, taking on Spurs this week. Arsenal, uh, Chelsea tomorrow. Plenty of London derbies. And guess what we got? What? A quiz! We've got a quiz. We have, we have. Oh. Can you guess what it is yet? Oh. I'm reckoning it's going to be players who have played for Chelsea <sighs> and Arsenal. God, how did you guess that, Aaron? Wow. That's amazing. amazing. It's Mystic Meg, isn't it? Amazing. Psychic. Yeah. No, you'll get, do you know what? You're right. It is how many players that Chidge has found have played for Arsenal and Chelsea, and I think I found 22. But that may not necessarily 22. be true no, just because no, you found they, them. That's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm qualifying it so that I don't get sued. There could be more. Particularly the older ones that are really hard to ferret out, but I found twenty two. Can I just say, yes, the most obvious. I'm, I'm not going to give anything away because it's the most obvious one. Have I missed one already? No, 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 no. The, the the one on your list. Oh yeah, yeah. The person who wears a hat has yeah. got a little hat on top of his name. So well, the website well that I Nick copied and pasted it from actually had that whatever they call it. Very, very impressive. Yeah. We're going to be talking about him as well, actually, in the I'm show. I'm very yeah. glad a little we're bit of a tribute to him because you're here. Because he likes goalkeepers. I love goalkeepers. Well, he is at goalie. He is fifty-nine. Go at goalie fifty-nine. At goalie 59. Give him a uh, give him a follow. Yeah, we're uh, we're talking uh, all things <laughs> London derbies this weekend. Of course, Chelsea taking on Arsenal. They're heading to the Emirates. We're looking ahead to that. We're talking Chelsea Spurs. Um, first of all, so let me get just a couple of outline reactions to the uh, the Chelsea Newcastle game. Hold on, hold on. Well, well, that's a bit unfair, okay. really. Why? Because Newcastle played some attacking football. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I thought yeah. they were going to park the bus, and they didn't. I thought they were going to. No, you're wrong. React on your uh, butler was surprised. Sorry, I'm so sorry because I don't watch. You're of absolutely course. right. Yeah. Thank you. yeah, the news that I was given by my manservant was that they hadn't parked the bus, which surprised me. I have to say. And what was even more interesting is that when we spoke to the lovely Mick Martin, he was he, great. He really was lovely yeah um he basically said if chelsea score early yeah then that'll be the end of that it's the end of that well chelsea played scored early and then went to sleep for 20 yeah. minutes but the trouble is yeah. i believed the lovely mick martin so i expected then a hatful of goals that never came which yeah. left me rather yeah. grumpy yeah yeah but no. as, as our manager said that they they uh, they seem to lose uh, yeah they did lose concentration yeah bizarre Why? complacency Why we i know i know well they don't press you just what it's really simple um, an interesting thing an interesting thing happened the other day we were talking about um hazard all the time receiving the ball um facing the ball as we said on yeah. Monday. 
Monday. Yeah. You, if you watch Man City play, yeah. the big difference between, which is a very similar system that he plays, Sarri plays to, to uh, Guardiola, is he has four people in the box yeah. all the time, all of who are facing the play. Mm. So that, Because that's what they have to do. They have to, he's got four, so the press is enormous. And we don't seem to pursue no. that at well, all. Well, we said this after the City game, didn't we? I mean, obviously we had a, we had a good day, although we were a little bit lucky, it has to be said. Yeah, yeah. well, but we took one, our chances. Yeah, but the one thing I noticed was how much the City front line press compared yeah. to ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours kind of meander along about five well, minutes later. Yeah. But all the City front line, all their forwards They're and wingers... There. Are right on people. Absolutely. The minute Which, they but got but the it ball. makes sense. It means it's more difficult for them to, yeah, to deal with it. Because yeah. so it's easy to have a the block if you've got nobody in the penalty but area. But here's the question, mate, because I mean this is this is happening repeatedly, isn't it? And it would yeah. be very easy to say, well, that's the manager's job to get them to, you know, yeah, yeah. get on board with this. Yeah. But I, I, I you look at it and you wonder how fully on board they are with it if they don't do it. It's taking them such a what I find so bizarre is that they were more on board earlier in the season and seemed to press yeah. more early in the that's season odd. and seemed to be more in the penalty area early in the season yeah. but we had a situation i remember in the um just after we'd scored about five minutes after where we we got the ball and passed it around really rather beautifully and i looked up and thought this the only person in the penalty area on the edge is kante nobody else is anywhere near the near the penalty area at all so there was nobody to pass the ball to so therefore it cannot but go sideways because there's no, I, there's no I aim i agree because everybody's saying oh we're not passing the ball forward and the reason we're not passing the ball forward there's is nobody there's there nobody there yeah yeah, but all, the only people that are there are the the, the other side, other side defenders. defenders. But the, but it, so it makes sense to me that if you've got these, if you've got four of your players in the penalty area, it doesn't matter whether they're facing the ball or not, as because they're looking for the ball. They're not going to. They have to face the ball. So that business of saying, well, Hazard needs to come onto the ball. Well, no. If there are four there, it, it means that the defence are occupied, and and they're going to be look. Those four are going to be looking for the ball. So you wonder whether Morata would have actually been better, presuming Morata is off. Once again, nothing that I've read on the internet has made me believe that he's going to be on his way despite uh, uh, Atleti having made a deal for, uh, supposedly got a deal going for him because nothing appears to have happened well we are going to be speaking to Don Firefield who's hopefully going to shed some light on, on all the situations Morata, Higuain and he's going to be giving us the most important important answer of them all don't Jordan. ask him what his vibe is please we've got don't to ask him no don't Dom, Dom's a serious journalist don't m- mess with the Dom mate he eats lunch at Crystal Palace, folk. That's all I know. He's a Love Crystal Palace radio. fan. It's Love Sport Radio. Love Sport, 558 AM. One thing I'm really disappointed about, chaps, is that we haven't all collectively wished uh, Marina Granos. Granovskaya, a happy birthday. She turned 44 on the how, 13th how of you, January. How do you know I hadn't rang her up today and wished her a happy birthday? Well, because her birthday was five days ago, Clayton. <laughs> yeah, but it could have been a bit late. As she, she may only have just got the card if yeah. the post, post yeah. had been right. How do you know I didn't take her out for a nice lunch? Yeah, and more. Mm. Mm. Well, mm. happy birthday to her anyway. She'll be listening. Yeah, I'm sure As she will. As always. She let's, told me that at lunch. Let's get the uh, let's get the update on what's going on from Dominic Firefield. Now, uh, Dom, first and foremost, good evening. Um, secondly, you know, I've, I've been told I'm not allowed to ask you what <laughs> Sari's vibe is today. So how was Maurizio when you went and uh, popped in to see him? <laughs> He, he seemed okay. <laughs> he was in fairly, fairly jovial mood, I guess. Um, he, he likes to he likes to laugh with Andy Dillon from the Sun. He tends to sit in the front row, um, and that's you, you judge whether he's in a good mood or not from whether whether he reacts to 
sort of Dillo's appalling jokes. Um, and he he warmed up in this one, I'd say. He was pretty... He wasn't really up for it during the broadcast section, which is what was broadcast on the website earlier. Um, but he, he, he was uh, slightly more open and relaxed in the in the, new cast, in the new, newspaper section subsequently. So not too bad. Typical story, I think. Yeah, I mean, Dom, Chidge here. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I watched the press conference. So is it, is it markedly different in the, uh, in the newspaper bit? Is, does, does his demeanour change an awful lot then? Uh, not as much as other managers at, at Chelsea, uh, but it does. Um, I, I just think that as soon as you tell someone the cameras have been turned off, they automatically relax a bit. Uh, you know, I'm not just talking managers, anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, we always got the best, the better quotes, the better sound bites from, say, Jose, um, once, once the cameras went off, unless he was in particularly, you know, Spiky, uh, warm and removed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but generally speaking, they, they, they just relax because they know that, uh, you know, if they stumble across a word, uh, for example, they can go back and correct themselves. Yeah. And, uh, it's not the same as in front of a front of a, a live audience. You see what I mean? Although we are, I I, I insist we are actually alive. It's not, that is actually us. Still there. But anyway, it's just decent enough. It's uh, he, he's good. He's not. He's not quite. He's not quite as as newsworthy as as even Antonio Conte really. Um, but. I think, you know, his first year in England has given, given time to, to warm up and, and work out how it all happens. Fair enough. Jonathan? He'll have a different personality when he learns the language properly, of course. Yeah. I yeah. think we learnt about Conte that the more he became uh, savvy of what he was supposed to say, the slightly more angry he yeah. became. That was my feeling about it. Sar- Sarri's got a very dry sense of humour, I think. It's quite a warm sense of humour that comes across to me. Anyway, Enough. talking about what he said, uh, Dom, um, obviously, you know, the main focus, of course, was on the transfer window. And uh, he was asked about Higuain and Maratta and, and Hudson Odoi. Did, did we learn anything from, from what was discussed? Um, from from his from his responses, no, because he, <laughs> he, he the first question about Higuain, the first question of the press conference, he immediately snapped back. You know, I'm, I'm nothing to do with transfers, and came up with the, his stock answer that you know I'm the head coach, I'm here to improve the players on the training pitch, which I, you know, I, I can I can believe that that's that's, that's fair enough. Uh, the one thing I did think was interesting today um, was he name-checked Marina four times, and he, yeah. as far as I can remember, he hasn't done that before. He's never, he's never actually said. He's, he refers to the club's hierarchy as the club, um, but today it was Marina um, three times, I think, over Higuain and once over um, who was the other one? The midfielder, the replacement for Cesc Fabregas. Paredes. Um, uh, well, no, you were, there were no names again. That in, uh, in itself was, I think, quite telling because he chose that question about uh, about the addition of a new midfielder as a as a chance to remind the world that he wants a replacement for Fabregas in. Um, I'm not. It, look, it may happen, but I'm not entirely convinced that that Chelsea necessarily want a midfielder in in January um, as a direct replacement for Fabregas. Um, I think they would. I like to do their business in the summer when they you get slightly more value for money. Um, and and B, I, I think everything at that club at the moment is slightly wary of the Cullen Hudson Adoy situation. And if they brought another midfielder in, regardless of what type, um, I, I do think it potentially would have implications for Mason Mount, for example. And I think they're very conscious of not wanting to block off pathways for 
for the youth team graduates to get into the first team um, scenario situation. I, I know, I know, we've been waiting for years for you know lots of Chelsea youth team successful FA Cup youth, youth winners to get into that first team um, and, and challenge regularly. And the succession of first team managers hasn't helped um, them establish themselves. But I think it's quite interesting if if Callum Hudson Odoi is is going to leave this month. Um, I think that sends a message out to the academy and, and also to Chelsea's hierarchy and the things possibly maybe do need to change. So bringing a midfielder in now might not be the most politically correct thing to do in terms of the youth. But then again, it might annoy Maurizio Sarri as well. So it's a delicate, delicate situation. Tom, it's Clayton here. Um, first off, thanks very much for bigging up the fanzine on Twitter the other week. Oh, that yeah, was uh, yeah, yeah, very yeah. kind of you. Um, your cheque is, of course, in the post. Um, <laughs> It'll only be for a pound, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a pound cheque. Oh. Uh, I mentioned about ten people. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so, I, I, you mentioned Callum uh, hudson Adoy, and it was interesting, and I sort of groaned when I heard what he said, because it, it, I think it... It sort of, it, for me, it sort of sums up what what is wrong with a lot of modern football. Is when he said, "I'm very pleased with him because you know last month we we told him about his defensive duties and now he's much better at that." And I just I don't know. I think they're coaching the 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 sort of the vibrancy and the skill out of these players. I mean, I don't know uh, if anything's mentioned about Barkley whether Barkley's fit at the moment, but. Barkley seems to have gone from being a really bright spark at the beginning of the season to the last sort of month or so. He seems gone right off the boil. Yeah, uh, I, it's a really interesting point. Um, I did a, a piece, a journeyman footballer from the lower leagues. I know Chelsea fans might necessarily remember Drew Broughton, but of, of ex Norwich City fame, but largely sort of Rotherham United and you know Boston United clubs down the lower down the scale. But he has become a, a sort of life coach for, for players. Uh, he's got about six or seven young players, um, some of whom are internationals under 21s as well. And he, he what he's found doing his, his work, um, you know, this, this is psychological stuff really, um, but he, he, he thinks and he's convinced that their sort of instincts are being coached out of mm. them. Um, at the top level, uh, that they have to, they have to, specific jobs that they're given by by managers, head coaches, um, and all the all the stuff that got them into that position in the first place to to get into a first team situation or even to excel in the youth sides, it's just it's just drummed out of them. They're not allowed to be instinctive anymore, and 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 it's, he he cites that as a real problem. It's, it's, he's an interesting interesting guy, Drew. Um, he's got some pretty far. Pretty, well, pretty strong opinions on things, which I think uh, I think some some people in the game will be scared of and will think that he's gone a bit too far on. But the reality is, all that sort of street football instinct that you get, you used to get with Ruben Loftus Cheek, um, and you clearly get with Callum Hudson Odoi. Yes, it, it's got to be preserved. You can't drum it out of them because that's what's made them great. That's what's made them stand out. So I, I, I share your concerns on it. I, I, Okay, he's an Italian head coach. He's going to want his players, all his players, to to do some work defensively. But I mean, I don't, I don't get the impression that he's getting Eden Hazard to track back and and make tackles in his own, you know, in, in, in the final third. He's just, I don't, I don't think that's what he's doing. And he's got a talent there in Hudson Odoi. He could, he could be something quite special, potentially. Yeah. 
and he, you don't want him wasted doing stuff that he doesn't find natural at the moment. Yeah, I, I just, I'd love him to go out and express himself, but I'm, I'm not sure he'll be able to at the moment. Uh, Dom, stick with us. We'll be back uh, with more from you after the break. Dominic Pfeiffer joining us here on the Chelsea Fancast. Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. We are back. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport Radio this evening. We've got Dominic Firefield with us on the phone. Uh, Dom was uh, present as Maurizio Sparri spoke to the press earlier on today. Now, Dom, I've got a man sitting next to me who scribbled down his notes on a newspaper yeah, yeah. like Harry Redknapp yeah, scribbling down a bet. <laughs> when you're, when you're <laughs> so, talking to, to Dom Firefield, who I read consistently in the newspaper, um, I wanted to ask you, Dom, it's Jonathan Kidd, um, applying what you said about overcoaching for, for the youth or getting them to play in roles that they're not used to, do you think that's possibly what's happened to Chelsea in the, for the first team? Because I'm see, not seeing uh, the same performances I saw earlier on in the season from players like Barkley as an example, who uh, appears to be playing such a rigid structure that uh, uh, he's not, not being allowed to express himself. He's not shooting as much. He's not, uh, he's not taking players on. He just seems to be completely rigid and as consequently isn't performing anywhere near the standard we expect. Yeah, I mean, possibly, quite possibly. The... Uh I think when we, when Sari came in, he talked about the philosophy, the you know, the dreaded Sari ball, um, all that, all, all the stuff that was going to take time to bed in um, for the, the players to become familiar with how he wanted them to play. And I think even he was pleasantly surprised at, at the start that the team made, um, uh, playing so well for the first couple of months of the season and and achieving excellent results on route and playing some some good entertaining football, albeit some of the defending maybe left him uh, slightly more to be desired. But, but as soon as, I don't know, he, he has hit that wall now. He's it's, it's got to the stage now where things suddenly feel a bit stodgy. I wonder whether it's an element of fatigue possibly creeping in when you look at your genius are clearly struggling at the moment. He doesn't. Yeah. He's not. If he's around, he's setting his tempo. Then he's 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 really hit a wall. He's the last few games. He's. He's not moved the ball nearly quickly and enough. And gives it away an enormous amount as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he's, he's, not, he's not the player... He's not the tidy player he was at the beginning. I've never, I've never, really, I've never really looked at him and thought, this is a dynamic midfielder that's going to dominate a Premier League match. But he is the type that he'll keep the ball and with some nice... You know, set the tempo from, from that central role. And he's not doing that at the right tempo at the he moment. He also seemed so. to be directing the play much more earlier on. Physically, he was pointing at play, areas where he wanted the ball to go, and that seems to have disappeared as well. So he's, Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, 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 I mean, I, I, don't you think that the, the lack of a centre-forward as well has, has contributed to that? Because I, I don't see Hazard contributing as much as from a number-nine position as, as, he, as he was from the left, where he, he seemed freer and he seemed able to... Well, to cause more problems, really. Um, the, the only time I've really seen Chelsea click into a proper rhythm in the last six, eight weeks was probably in the first half at Brighton. Um, having said that, though, Bright- they did. They Brighton played very well against. Awful. They played very well against Spurs, though, in the League Cup game. They really, yeah, they did. Game, they did. Actually. So, and, uh, and in fairness, that that is quite positive. To, the reaction from going a goal down to play well. And okay, they didn't score, but they 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 did. They had a bit more about them in that match, but weirdly, when they've been leading in games, it's been a problem. They, yeah. they sort of it's they lose concentration. Like in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then that that happened to Brighton. I mean, the last 
that was actually a game they should have been five or six Absolutely. nil up. And but then yeah, I think with a pro- proper forward, it. they would have been five nil up, yeah. they, really? So. Yeah. 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 So, Dom, um, I, I talking of good performances, I happened to catch a Sunday supplement uh, last weekend, and uh, I was very, very intrigued by what you, you had to say about the... Uh, the way that, uh, you know, the Chelsea's transfer strategy, really, which was, I think you coined the term mixed messages and full of confusion and people not really know who to talk to. Would you like to expand on that? Because I thought it was a very interesting point. Well, uh, it, it's a club that's suddenly decided to do away or to lose its sporting director and not replace him at a time where every single other club in the country seems to be adopting that model. Um, now, Marina Granisky's clearly taken a lot, a lot of the duties on herself um, and she is clearly the power um, on the ground at Chelsea at the moment um, but there, there, there is confusion amongst agents amongst other clubs and other clubs recruitment departments as to who they should go to at Chelsea to contact about you know players that they're interested in players that that Chelsea might be interested in, uh, the agents are talking on that front. Um, there, there just seems to be no focal point to it all. And I think that's also reflected in the the fact that Chelsea seems to be pursuing some players that the manager, or sorry, the head coach, might not necessarily have wanted or might not have been his first choices. Some of them clearly are. Higuain is a, a case in point. Clearly that's a sorry signing. He wants him. He's pushed him. And I, and, I, and I do think that possibly there's an element of, okay, we'll give you we'll give you Higuain. You'll have your man, the main man. But, you know, everything else we do around the transfer window is going to be what we want to do for the long-term future of this club, not necessarily what you want to do in the short term. And, and that, to me, sends, sets the alarm bells going a bit. It's sort of a a sort of a recap of Antonio Conte in some ways. I don't think Sarri is going to be as pushy as Conte became. I don't think that's in his nature. He's worked under similar circumstances at Napoli and worked quite happily for three seasons, I think, three seasons there. Um, so I don't think he's going to be quite abrasive uh, and that relationship isn't going to break down in quite the same way. But it doesn't feel like a club where everybody is working towards the same long-term vision. Um, I think it might help Chelsea if they did eventually appoint a successor to Michael Emanalo. I know Emanalo got a lot of grief from the fans and, you know, some of the palpable discord being the obvious thing. There was good reasons for him getting grief, but he, he also did a good, yeah. quite a good, efficient job behind the scenes that wasn't maybe recognised, um, you know, every Saturday yeah. at the ground. We, 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 I think Chelsea need that focal yeah. point in there. I think it's asking an awful lot of Marina to do everything that she was doing before and also run the recruitment department. Even if it's something that she enjoys doing, which I, I suspect she probably does, it might be in Chelsea's benefit to have another voice in there who is providing some kind of long-term philosophy and structure um, around which everybody else can revolve. But, Dom, can I just ask a question? I don't know if you know the answer to this. Um, I'm not doubting for one moment that Marina hasn't got excellent football knowledge, but who's actually picking these players if it's not the manager who who is doing it well there's a, a fine question <laughs> thank you um, very much if you if you look at if you look at and this, this is, I'm, I'm maybe contradicting myself here but if you look at go back a couple of years go back two three years and see the type of players that Chelsea are bringing in and more importantly who represented those players that came in at any one time they're 
there are patterns yeah, in agents. how it works. Agents who have two or three players at one time who seem to do a lot of business around Chelsea, and that agent maybe doesn't do quite so much business. We're seeing at the moment now um, David Luiz in the final year of his contract. Um, doesn't look as if he's going to get a new contract at Chelsea and will probably leave in the summer. His agent, Keir Jarabshin, who was a firm favourite at Chelsea not long ago, had a lot of players coming in and out, moving out of Chelsea. He made a lot of money for Chelsea with people like Oscar coming in and then leaving on for huge money to China. Now, the Keir Jarabshins of this world, there's always someone else who's the next one along. And I, I do think there's an element of that about it all, that, that it's the sort of flavour of the month, the agent with a, with, with, with a certain client who has got the ear of the hierarchy at Chelsea. I, I'm not, that's not a criticism of Chelsea because it happens at every club. It's, it's clubs favour particular agents at any one time. Mm. But I, I do think it happens more at Chelsea than maybe some of the others. Is that um, because they haven't got a director of football? Well, maybe I mean, I, I, exacerbated because they don't yeah. at the moment. I mean, they, they did, they, you know, when when all these guys were were joining, when 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 Gerardin, for example, was in at Chelsea, they were Emanalo was in place. Um, so it's not as if it's not as if these, you know, that they that these guys were sort of dominating the scene when there was when there there was a director of football in place as well. So it's I just think it just sort of allows for this to happen, and it's just who's got your ear at the moment. Chelsea have got the power to go and, and, and the, the contacts to go and sign virtually any player in the world. And, well, yeah, pretty much virtually any player in the world if they wanted to. So if, they, will, they will know the, the cream of the crop out there. They will know the best players available in virtual. They've got a fantastic scouting system still. Um, but it maybe lacks the focus because it's, it's such a far-reaching system. Um, the head of recruitment, that, that, that you know, that, that that sporting director, at least provided sort of a filter process yeah. to to getting through into the to the head coach and indeed to the hierarchy above him. Dom, you've been a star Brilliant. as ever. Brilliant. Thank you Thank so you much for joining Cheers, us this evening. Happy uh, happy weekend, pal. Uh, I hope you uh, you enjoy yourself wherever you are off to uh, this weekend. Watching football, Clayton Beerman, isn't there? He is at the theatre tomorrow watching the matinee. And you know what? I can't wait to hear all about it next week. Are you we were you open here? Is it a tin of beer? No. Oh, okay. So big. It was a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jonathan Kidd. He's here all week. This is Love Sport. 558 AM. Love Sport. Jonathan Kidd's just had uh, a couple of minutes to get over his personal problem. Are you feeling better? No. <laughs> uh, I've just uh, just told Stanford Chidge that tomorrow his uh, his, uh, uh, his his aim, his task is to get a card off of Johnny Spanner. Of course, you can do that because you're you're on the score tomorrow. I am score for all your London games, matey. Awesome, awesome, matey. Thank I can't you. wait. Thank you for your contribution. I'm going to be saying thank you for your contribution. I'm really looking forward to it. Man. I'll tell you what, I might even call him. Oh, you should do it. I mean, what is it? Yeah. Six hours on broadcasting? It's five and, five and a half. Five and a half hours. Five and a half hours. You I know. did it last week. Yeah, it's good. 
It was, it was thoroughly well, I phoned enjoyable. up a few times because when we've been at the game, you know, we, we've often spoke to James and, and Dickie when they've been on, so going to be great. Well, fun. you never know. I might, I might call you with my contribution, mate. Are you? And I'll say, thank you for your contribution, Aaron. <laughs> thank you very much. Considering you were paid to be there. That's there not you bad go. effort. Uh, should we talk transfer window or do you want to talk Chelsea versus Newcastle? Uh, Chelsea versus Newcastle. Newcastle. Again, surely. You, what do you want? Okay, well, I'll ask Jonathan. Get transfers? In the picture. Get in the transfers get in the or... Picture, quick. Quick, get in the picture. Down, down ah, in the picture. No, quick, quick, and again, quick, quick, quick. No, I'm not in, I'm not in. No, oh, quick, for God's sake. Inch, inch, quick, get on with it, David Clayton, Bailey. Clayton, quick. Uh, I think we'll do oh, Newcastle because no, he can't answer. Newcastle. 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 Yeah. Because uh, I'd prefer to talk about transfers. Well, okay, talk about transfers then. But but none, of the, none of them is true. Is is Gary None of them. Nobody's coming anywhere. In the Nobody's door, going out anywhere. The door. Is there should be seven players the going. Zappacosta off. Cahill off. Ambitious. But they be might. They might well go off. But listen, who's a replacement? Can we? Can, we, can we talk? Okay. Can we can, simmer down, Jonathan? Well, simmer you, down. you wouldn't take. Wouldn't be in my photo. Don't give him sweeties and Coca Cola. He'll <laughs> be like a five-year-old on whatever. Already anyway, Higuain, I think, is going to happen. Actually, I'm quite. I'm feeling quite quite bullish about that that it's going to happen and also that Morat is going to go to Atletico Madrid which I'm also quite happy about um, so there you go I, I hope that Marat, uh, that Higuain or Pigwain as I called him last week uh, will come on and play on Thursday and score the winner against Spurs and become an instant Chelsea G- George Ware moment yeah but he was 34 when he played for Chelsea so why are we Higuain, worried that he's 31? 31 31 yeah can we, call, can, we, can we coin the name Wayne for him no because no. I think Pig- Wayne I think yeah <laughs> Higwayne, no, no. as in Wayne, no. Wayne Higwayne. No. Pigwayne, no. Pigwayne is much better. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, but well, that's the last time we'll hear it too. Uh, so Pigwayne is better. Why? Why because is Pigwayne better? He's a bit fat and he's a gold pig. Okay, it's a bit sort of. I th- I think he's <laughs> a bit lewd. No, not even lewd. It's a bit you know convoluted. Oh, shut up. You know? <laughs> Envy is a terrible I'm, thing. I'm not aware of the slightest. <laughs> I was just thinking, I don't get it. You know. I love your beanie hat. You're looking very ute tonight. I'm, I'm the ute tonight. You're looking very um, ute. That's me. Anyway. <laughs> um, so but, where, where is Gary Cale, by the way? Because apparently that game in the Cup I'm against sure. Forest, Forest was his, his last game. Well, like well, it was Fabregas. Sorry, sorry, Forest. Cahill didn't play no, against didn't. Forest. I thought it was no, no. supposed to be his no. last game, wasn't no, it? Was no, no, Fabregas. that was Fabregas. I thought it was both of them. No. Well, it was Cahill was on, not even on, on the bench. Be- I, well, I, I, I don't think he was, was he? Yeah, he was on the bench. Bottom line is, Sarri... No, I don't think he was, because Sarri said last week that he's not playing him at the moment because his head's not in the game. And I think it's because he's either is definitely going or is contemplating going. I don't know. Well, perhaps he and Drinkwater have formed a club and they just, you know, go out. Do you know, I, I, saw, I saw that Drinkwater, Drinkwater was compared to, to, it was like a 21st version, a 21st Bo- century version of Bogard, Bo- yeah, yeah. Bogard which I yeah. thought was a bit rich. Winston. Well, it's, well it's, he was 40,000 a week, whereas Drinkwater is 100,000 a week. And what inflation and it's a, has and hit. It's a, it has, it's a five-year contract as well. Yeah, but the thing, the difference is... Yeah. Well, there isn't really much of a difference. No. <laughs> neither, neither manager wants to play them, and I think exactly. I think in Drinkwater's case, it's a shame. I Winston really Bogart, yeah. but he, he doesn't fit the pattern. I suppose is what it is, isn't it? Well, so. you know, he doesn't fit the pattern. Well, he's supposed to be a coach that trains players to play in his system. Drinkwater's try to get a professional to footballer, yeah. an international. Yeah. Why can't he train? Why can't him to he play? be Ross Barkley? Why can't he play that position? Well, I don't know why he can't play the Jorginho position i mean he's not that sort of player but he's a footballer he's skillful yeah, he could learn he's very he skillful probably wants to play football yeah well, so perhaps, why can't yeah. you you know use him i think that the whole sort of i'm not interested in him is is 
is really well. Perhaps we don't know. Perhaps there's been some attitude there from him. We don't know. Perhaps I, he's. I understand not. I understand he's a very, very popular member of the squad. A very sweet man. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know about if he's a sweet man. Well, it sounds as if he's popular. He must or be if he's a sweetie man. Or a sweetie sweet man. I never know. Can we yeah. talk about speaking of sweeties? Gonzalez. Um, got, Iguan. Well, I- Wayne. <laughs> is he is he the answer to all your problems? Well, on the basis that we don't have a striker, we've got nothing to lose by bringing him in. No. And I have to say that I spent a very productive 20 minutes at lunch yesterday watching YouTube videos of him. Me too. And he <laughs> his movement off the ball is fantastic. He knows where the goal is. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that he misses as many as he scores, but well, that's you know. fine. But he's got movement, which we haven't seen for a long <laughs> What's time. What's that? Yeah. Um... I think that in this year he's struggled, but according to people who know a lot more about Italian football than I do, apparently Milan have had it's been a graveyard for forwards since um, the Swede left. Wouldn't you agree that Chelsea has been at some point? No, because basically uh, you only have to look back two seasons and Costa was there. So I know, but, uh, but it's, uh, it, from the from the Roman Abramovich era. And, and this is not me having a dig or anything, but if you think about the actual the, the, the number of forwards that Chelsea have brought Drogba in, Drogba and Costa, yeah. everybody else has been a failure to some Crespo, extent. Crespo, Crespo, no, Crespo was pretty good. He was Cres- all right. Crespo was fantastic. Mutu yeah. was right for half a season. What? Yeah, <laughs> for Who? half a season. Yeah. Who? Mutu. Mutu. Yeah, until until half you a know season. The, the yeah. whole oh, you were being amusing there he, by going. Oh, yeah, sorry was, about yeah. that. I just he, thought you had a cold. He, he, I do. Higuan. <laughs> Higuan Isn't it Higuain? Higuain Yeah He could be Samuel Higuain We all thought What on earth Are they doing Bringing Eto in yeah. And he had a really Productive he season He did but, but also but What was so lovely About him Was the way That he would He would um, lurk Behind the goalkeeper And then kick the ball away When they put the ball Down to kick it out yeah. I loved that I th- I just, That was the kind of Dark arts from a centre forward I, th- I liked Eto I liked Eto's energy He, was, yeah. he wasn't up to He wasn't the player He'd been before But God he put a lot To put it about and he i don't even mean physically i mean he just really tried what a trier and i think the thing is with wayne is uh he's gonna he's gonna have the fans behind him because they really really want him to succeed yeah but also he 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 worked wonderfully well in the sari system yeah and, but, but uh, we're not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps we might we might start playing it better if yeah. there's a if there's a target man if there's a fulcrum yeah Exactly. So, um, um, Chidge, are you, sorry, Clayton, you wanted to say something? No, I was, I was. So, I am quite comfortable with him coming in. Um, Me too. I'm, I'd be very pleased. We, we, we need somebody to come what in. What I don't anyway. understand is, what, why are there so many London clubs who are desperate for a striker? And I'm not just talking about the Premier League. Going through well, the football all, league. Loads of clubs are desperate for a striker. How many London are clubs are of, of under sort of, you know. So, Palace, West Ham, us. Watford, Watford fans on the other night turning around going, Troy Dean is the only striker yeah. we've got. And he's. Yeah, sort well, of you, know, you, know, you, know, you know the answer to that. Well, he's refing games at the same time. It's crazy. So. But you know, you know the answer to that. You know the answer to that because very few clubs are able to get away with having two to three top quality strikers because a top quality striker doesn't want to sit on the bench. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Strikers if you, if it's all about th- ego. Think, think about the days when Chelsea used to have four quality well, strikers on the bench. Mine well, used to have four I'm quality strikers. Arsenal had four quality when? strikers. When? Early two thousands. I had a good Johnson, Jimmy, Floyd, Hasselbaum, Zola, Zola. Good Johnson, same time, yeah. Zola. You had Flo lurking around. That was the last time. When when Drogba was there, you had Kalu. Saw everybody else off. Anelka. Intermittently, you had Anelka. 
Yeah, that was the last time we had two top quality strikers. Because we basically... But Ancelotti would often play them together, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. But because we had the farcical situation, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, we always get ourselves in this position. We started a season off with Torres and Barr as our yeah. only two strikers. Yeah. We, we've done it year after year. I don't, you're quite right, because I heard somebody talking about Spurs buying a forward in. Mm. And... I believe that they approached Morata before we did. And Morata's attitude will, was, you've got Harry Kane, when am I going to play? Mm. And, and that's exactly right. How many teams play two strikers? That's the thing. I, said, I, was, I was talking to the Spurs fans yesterday. I said they, they are so fortunate that they came across someone like Son who can yeah. play up top, on the left, on the right, down the middle, you know, as a number 10. And, and I think clubs need more of those players. Basically, they need quite a few of them Solomon Kalou's lurking around. Someone who's a bit of a, a, a Jim will fix it. Not a Jim will not, fix it. That's a terrible, not, terrible uh, analogy. Yeah, you shouldn't have used him <laughs> as an example. But also at the same time, you shouldn't use Solomon Kalou, who was not one of the greatest Players. No, he wasn't he's, one of the greatest players, but he was, he was someone who could do a job. No, he wasn't. He He's not a big fan of Solomon Kalu. No, no, I should, I should break I'm, that to you, Jen. A man who can kick the ball over the crossbar from two inches on the line is somebody that I really don't want to It was to one of the finest misses I've ever I've seen. seen. Ever. Oh, ex- excuse me. Oh, oh, oh contention. Oh, yes. I'll have you know that Solomon Kalu is, is your, a is Champions, your League, Champions League winner. winner. Right. Right, he therefore right. is a legend, and he also has the same birthday as me. I'm sorry, I take it all back. Although You're he's a bit younger, right. You're absolutely Only right. Only a week or so. Yeah. Uh, my lord, I'm begging your pardon because we have championship action this evening from Caro Road. It's Norwich City versus Birmingham City. It's a full house at Caro Road as well, so which is nice to see on a Friday night. Is that necessary to interrupt me talking about Chelsea to talk I, about a championship side who play in yellow and green? I am begging your pardon. You did. That was I'm, true. I'm, you were I'm very beg- polite. Begging. Um, yes, I take it all back. Chidge, you're absolutely correct. He was indeed a legend. For and his shorts in that came game. down in a game once. And they did once, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah you're absolutely correct. Uh, uh, my lord, once again, I'm, I'm begging for your pardon. Uh, yeah, there is championship action this evening. No, no between Norwich City and Birmingham City. I, th- I think we know that. I'm just saying it's nil-nil. Yeah, okay. And I'm, I'm getting funny gestures from outside the window to say, will you go for a break? But on the way back, we're going to be talking hashtag Chelsea together. Looking Could somebody to phone that. in, please? It's all in the name. Love Sport Radio. This is Love Sport. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio. Uh, good evening. Thanks for joining us. It's the Chelsea Fancast. Um, let's go to the phone lines. Mark is in Cincinnati. How are you, Mark? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Not bad, pal. Not bad. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving us a bell this evening. What do you want to say? Um, actually, I was calling to talk to the guys. They had this conversation on the Fancast from Monday about, you know, do we follow Chelsea for the, to win mm. or is it more for an entertainment? And I was calling to actually think when I was actually thought about it during the fan cast, and I, you know, I think I leaned more towards watching it for just the sheer enjoyment of it. You know, I don't go into it thinking we'll win necessarily. I hope that we win, but I think you know it's it's good for a human to root for and put yourself into something that you can't really control necessarily. I think that's healthy as a human. So I think I really watch 
Chelsea more just to be entertained for, for two hours on a Saturday morning or Sunday. I, I get what you're saying, Mark. Uh, so I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think it, it depends really on what your <clears throat> definition of entertainment is and also what your expectation of it is. Because, I, you know, I, I don't go to be entertained. My, my expectation is not to see world-class dazzling football with 25 kind of worldy moments a match and if i don't get that i'm disappointed because actually the whole day is entertaining for me i get to see my mates i have a few laughs i get drunk i watch a bit of football i have a good day that that in itself is entertainment i think the point i made on the show on monday was that i think there was a whole kind of storm going on around twitter about you know should it be entertaining as in you know a better quality of football that you're watching or or is it about winning i think that's what the debate was about does that make sense Oh, yes, definitely. And, and I'm sober with, with you, you know, like sports is kind of just, it's like an event and everything else that kind of goes along with it. So when I say I do it for the entertainment, it's not, you know, to have 70% possession. It's just to, you know, watch it with my friends or wake up at seven o'clock in my pajamas and stay in front of the TV and then talk about it on Twitter or talk about it amongst my friends. Like the, when I say entertainment, I don't mean necessarily the brain of football, but I watch it because it's just something that I've done for so long. Yeah. And, and, you know, if we don't win, it doesn't mean that yeah. I'm, well, I am upset for the whole day. But, oh, it does with me. You know, I'm still happy overall. No, I'm completely upset if, if we lose. In fact, the desire for the ball to be in the net is what has driven me since I was little. <laughs> That's all I want is the ball in the net for as, Chelsea. As a psychotherapist, I could, I could analyse yeah. the hell out of that I'm statement. sure you could, and I'd like you to. Yeah. There's some but symbolism I'll... in there, mate, that you really don't want to know about. <laughs> I, think, I think this is... It, the whole debate's come up because the last three home games have been dire to watch. They've just been very, very dull. And I think the frustration, certainly from my point of view, is that those players players on the pitch are better than what we're watching and the system isn't working at the moment and it will take time to work and he obviously hasn't got the players that he wants to to make it work because what I'd be interested in is how many of those players outfield players um, that played let's say last Saturday played against Everton when we won 5-0 in the in the greatest home Most display of, yeah. of all time Most of them. so th- that's that's but that's, that's the weirdness of, of football, isn't it? I, I mean, for, honestly, Clayton, my, my perspective, really, it's all about expectation. You know, if you go to football to see your team win, mm. then your expectations are going to mean that you're going to be disappointed a lot because very few teams win every match. If your expectations are to be entertained, then again, you're going to end up disappointed more times than not because it's, it, you know, not all teams can play at a level which is just breathtakingly brilliant every minute of every 90-minute game. And, I mean, for example, the, the game against Newcastle, this is what we did talk yeah. about on Monday, the game against Newcastle was a case in point. A lot of it was turgid, but, in a sense, the entry fee alone uh, was, was worth it to see Williams score that goal because it was superb. I mean, I defy anybody to say that that wasn't a brilliant moment in a match. Absolutely. But you don't get 90, 90 minutes of that, do you? No, no, you don't, but you also don't get 90 minutes of passing the ball sideways. Well, that, I think a lot of this is to do with the fact that we've been sold an ideal here as Chelsea supporters we've said give up your agricultural ways of grinding out crunching out wins and being deliriously happy that you win lots of stuff we're selling you the concept of something better something bolder it's called passing the ball forward and creating stuff not playing counter-attack football and what we're seeing is not that so no. we're thinking we've been sold a lemon here, mate, and we're not happy. Well, yeah, we're seeing we're on. seeing it in in surges. Yeah. We're seeing it in but bits. We've been sold this beautiful vision, yeah, 
You know, it's not be, nowhere yeah. near there. Be, you can see that we've been the, sold to Rubens, and what we've got is some cartoon that some. No, 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 no. We haven't. No, we've got a half finished Rubens. Okay, that's a better analogy. Yeah, because 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 <laughs> Guardiola is the uh, is with City is the finished product. He's the Michelangelo, isn't it? No, he's the Rubens. It's the Rubens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's Gary, I have to say I agree with you, Chids, because uh, you know I think it was the year we won the title in fourteen fifteen when we played Man United, and we had the ball for like maybe six of the ninety minutes, but we scored and won. Yeah. Everyone was elated. Hell but I yeah. Think if we yeah. did that Saturday, if we did that tomorrow, people would still complain, even though we won. But like you say, the expectation is that we're going to play a beautiful brand mm. of brand of football. So even if we won, I think people would still be upset in the same way that people were just fine with it when Jose was the manager because just, just playing that's de- just how we played. Just playing devil's advocate, Mark, I think when you're away from home, you don't mind it so much. You know, you don't mm, mind keeping that possession. I think it's when you're at home and there is a duty upon you to be the attacking side and to, to play better football. But, I mean, if, if we do... If we have 80% possession tomorrow, which is very unlikely because Arsenal are a good team, mm. and we come away with a squeaky 1-0, I won't give a monkey's whether I've been mm. entertained or not. I mean, I don't think anybody that saw the Champions League final w- would have been entertained by the way we played that night, but we won it, and I wouldn't swap it for anything. No, exactly. It, I, it's, I, yeah, I, me too. I, I think the reality is, Mark, it, it, you know, I, I people. Um, we did say this too, you know, people like to make this into a very black and white binary thing, and the reality is, you know, like in life, it's not black and white, it's got shades of grey, so I think a lot of that gets lost in translation, but as always, Mark, great to hear from you. Thanks Mark, for wonderful Cheers, to hear Mark. from you Fantastic. this evening. The funny thing is, Chidja, in that call, you, you, you mentioned to Mark that, you know, going to football is um it's about seeing your friends and well, having a drink and all that. so basically what you've done is you've just rewritten a verse of chelsea chelsea because you meet your mates have, have a drink, drink have a moan, moan and start, start the thing. thing yeah so that's will there be another tomorrow whatever it is blue tomorrow. tomorrow thank you oh, sorry he doesn't get royalties now because i said it wrong oh, he's on the carbonated beverages pal i mean there's something there's something i could tell there's just something but, about but, it i've sparked Clay, up a bit you I, was a, I was a bit drowsy before I, I, do you know what that what you said hadn't even occurred to me but you're right and actually for a lot of us that is what that is for me of the course. entertainment it's a day out with my mates it's great fun whereas i don't have any friends and i no, really enjoy true. just going to the game five to three watching it and going home yeah no no, no but i think but I think we have to win people. the ball has to enjoy, be in the net i thought you enjoy the hospitality yeah, but that's completely different. But I've tried to break you out of this. You now have friends. You have us. We're trying to wean you away. Are you a friend? I am. I, I consider you a friend. Are you a friend? <laughs> yes, of course. Very oh, quickly, you. gents. Uh, Sky Sources this evening reported just before 7 o'clock uh, that Fulham have agreed a deal with Chelsea to sign Gary Cahill. So there we have it. We'll be back with your 8 o'clock news very, very shortly. This is Love Sport Radio with the Chelsea Fancast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? 
Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. 558 AM. Love sport. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Timmy Mallet. Oh yeah, Timmy Mallet. You're like, Timmy can I can I just t- can I tell you? Timmy Mallet. Can I can I tell you like just a really really fun fact? According to my uncle, actually delivered a crate of rubber mallets to Timmy Mallet. No way. He lives in Royal Berkshire. If we can get my uncle on the phone, he's only up the road in London. Yeah, yeah. He will tell you he delivered a rubber crate mallets. of rubber mallets to Timmy Mallet. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, that's amazing. It's brilliant, isn't it? But brilliant. thank you, Chidge, because I take that as a compliment. If, if anyone, if anyone's listening out there, and, fine entertainer, and, and was wondering, um, Kid actually featured on this track. <laughs> it's uh, Chelsea, Chelsea <laughs> by Suggs and uh, Jonathan Kidd, obviously, and Jonathan Kidd. Yeah. yeah. In fact, go. actually, I think it's more Jonathan Kidd and Suggs to be it, fair. Well, yeah. No. Well, no, in the chorus it was. I don't think Suggs <laughs> sang in the chorus actually. He's, he's, he's not. He's not weak. I, he's not strong enough. So. I need to plug the quiz. I've been yeah. Well, I mean, but first and foremost, oh, let me sorry, let me just sorry. say good evening. Oh, sorry. To everyone. Welcome to the back quiz. to the second half of the show. It's uh, Love Sport Radio with the Chelsea fan. I'm delighted to be here this evening. Uh, joining me this evening, Cleotan Beerman is in the building. Good evening. 
looking like a right ute because he's on the soda tonight is uh, Jonathan Kidd. Good evening. And Stanford Chidge. Oi, oi. As ever. Talk to us about your quiz, pal. Yeah, I've been really remiss tonight. I didn't get the tweet out earlier on. Uh, so the the re, uh, the the re, you know the response to it has been a bit tame, shall we say? Uh, you sir, tame. do you know what you are? I'm a shark. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been busy today. I've been busy. Leave me alone. I've been working hard. Uh, but we did have one response uh, from the lovely uh, Jerry Hamill, who uh, quite correctly said one of the best players of all time, the mighty Alan Hudson. Good old Huddy. Friend of the show, of course. Been on the fancast before. Lovely, lovely bloke. And what a marvellous player, player he was. What a player. And he left us at age 22. I, I don't know. mean left us to go to another higher plane. I meant to go I off know. to Stoke City. We lost him. Well, that because of the, the stand and all of that. Yeah. Um, but a, a very apposite time to remind everybody, uh, because Chidge forgot to put the tweet out. I have subsequently put a tweet out, but uh, if you want to let us know... Um, who played for both Chelsea and Arsenal? Then tweet at Chelsea Fancast or at Love Sport Radio. I've, I've got or phone a, us I've up. got a cup. I've got one that's well, very much um, it may, may have been forgotten about. What? Steve Sidwell. He didn't play for Chelsea and Arsenal. He played for Arsenal. He didn't play for Chelsea and Ar- uh, he didn't play for Arsenal. Of course he did. Find me proof. What do you mean he's starting his career at Arsenal? Well, I didn't find him on the list. He, well, you know he, what? He was a youth product, whether he made a first-team exactly. appearance. Excuse me, I don't he know. also played for Fulham. Yeah, but he didn't play for Arsenal. He may have been in their youth <laughs> team, but... Yeah, but he strolled round the Broadway. I don't like this. The clue is in the question. Who played Hold on a Hold for on a Chelsea Hold and look, Arsenal? Look, 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 there he is. Yeah, so he's got an Arsenal shirt on. Great. And he looks like he's about to make one of those, what, round the corner passes. Yeah, but he could have been playing for the Ute. There he, there he is, warming up. Oh, that's him right. playing for Villa, sorry. Um, I will have a steward's inquiry on this in the in the break, Aaron. But in the meantime, all they need to do, if people want to take part in this quiz, uh, basically, at Chelsea Fancast, tweet us uh, who played for Chelsea and Arsenal, or phone us, 0208 702558. That is the number to call, 0208 702558, if you want to get involved in Chidge's quiz. We've got a goal. Mario Vrancic with the goal for Norwich City in that really rascal kit that... What do you think? Do you do you not do you not agree it's a rascal kit? Rascal man, rascal, rascal kit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very. That's very what we're going to call Jonathan. Well, rascal, rascal kit. kit. I, I believe that the English cricket team is uh, touring the West Indies at the moment, and Rascal Kit is uh, the West Indies' new off spinner. Oh, wonderful, kit. wonderful. Do you remember yeah. they used to have a bowler or was a batsman? I can't remember called Elvis Reefer. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Brilliant name. Do you remember that? Yeah. Cardigan Elvis Reefer. Steve Sidwell, Arsenal. Yeah, no, but you're, years, you're going, no you're going off you're going off w- hey, Wikipedia. Aaron, Aaron. Nil point. You're going off Wikipedia. But that's the only source there is, you know that. No, there there are more. Television there are more and radio basically is built on, there on more, Wikipedia. There are more I'm gonna find one. There I'm are gonna... more questions than answers. Oh, very good. Um so there we go. Uh can we talk about uh something else? Yeah, let's talk about hashtag Chelsea together. Yes, shall I talk about that? Uh yes, um, amazing uh, today. There's a whole group of uh you know, Chelsea supporters, uh whether they be kind of supporter organizations or or bloggers or podcasts, whatever, uh who have kind of got together really an attempt to kind of you know stand make a stand really about the uh, recent anti-semitism and racism that has been in and around Stamford Bridge you know we've been taking a real kicking in the media because of it as you can imagine so uh, they we kind of came well we kind of grouped together and uh, put out a statement today and it got a huge amount of traction Aaron I've got mm. to say a lot of media coverage about it including uh, it was mentioned in it's a shame we didn't get to talk to Dom about it but we, we'd had him on the line for so long I kind of felt guilty trying to keep him up for longer but 
Uh, it got mentioned in, in Sarri's press conference, he yep. was asked about it. And I think, actually, what he said was bang on. I mean, he said, look, 99% of Chelsea fans are absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's only a very small minority, which is also true, and one shouldn't forget that. But uh, I think it's just nice for people to kind of get together and try and say and do something positive, which is what it's really all about. So we're involved. Podding Shed's involved. London is Blue is involved. We're the Shed. whole load of groups. Supports Trust, of course. Chelsea Pride. So there you go. Boys, over to you. What do you think? Well, any, anything that puts out a voice, trying to get rid of all the nastiness and all the unpleasantness and the things that we are being, you know, known as, has got to be a good thing. I mean, you know, I'm a Chelsea fan, born and bred. I'm not a racist. Mm. But my club is basically tainted that the supporters are all racist. Which is not true. And it needs to have this uh, um, assembly of... Uh, fan casters and media operators to fight back because at the moment we appear to be the uh, the focus of uh, mm. uh, a large amount of uh, of hatred that, but, the, um, but the club the, is the club is to be commended because the club indeed. is leading that fight back as well indeed but it, at the same time it can't I, just I, be all about them yeah, and it, yeah. There, there are so many people um yeah. uh, in other clubs who are uh, so many other clubs are, are, are i'm afraid as equally um, it's an awful thing to say, but it's equally uh, culpable. culpable. Yeah, there's the word I was searching yes, for, culpable. indeed. And so, uh, mm. for us to be completely the uh, the signature in this situation is uh, is not something that um, should carry on. So I think this is mm. unbelievably praiseworthy. And it's really, I mean, the the, the the bed of it, from what I understand, if you read their mis- mission statement, it, it's really. You know, just to really make the point that everybody should be welcome at football. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your religion is, what your gender is, anything like that. Everybody should be welcome to football. I mean, at the end of the day, it's quite simple. It says Chelsea together. You know, as long as you support Chelsea and you want to come and enjoy the game, that's all. That's all that should matter. So I think it's a pretty simple message, but a good one. I think it's good that the the Chelsea fans are actually been proactive in in trying to you know sort mm. of eradicate um, you know the the negativity that sort of surrounded the club over the past. Well, so a couple of months, I think it's very, very admirable. I think the uh, UEFA are going to really single out what exactly is 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 this is all about if they start closing vast amounts of the ground because we're found guilty of uh, of these anti-Semitic chants. So, um, which we know we know what they are, and the the people uh, refusing to pay attention to um, the consensus that they should be stopped uh, will result in us losing money and uh, losing an atmos- losing atmosphere mm. and, po- and possibly losing points as a consequence or even yeah. facing an exodus from a from well, a em- empty grounds and all of that yeah. oh, i'm sure we'll keep aside it as as things move on you know we certainly will uh, there's been a third goal Has for that? norwich yeah a, a brilliant goal by tom tribal a header straight from a corner but an opportunity for them as well our reporter is clayton beerman am i yeah well <laughs> It was a very good goal, terrible marking, header from the corner, boom, straight in, and then about a minute later, somebody, not, who was it? The team Pookie. It was it Pookie again, Pookie again, nice little flick just past the post. Inches. Uh, inches. Birmingham do look <laughs> all at sea, and it's that is on the... a booking for Michael, Michael Kiftenbelt. 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 Oh, no, sorry. Um. That's a terrible accent. <laughs> well, uh, let's I don't even ta- know what it was. Let's take I don't a know where it was we're going to uh, We're going to come happened? back and we're going to be talking about Petter the Great. Love Sport. 558 AM. Love Sport. This is Love Sport.
Yeah, don't forget you can catch Stanford Chidge on the score tomorrow from half past two. Who are you with? Uh, Sammy, Sammy James, Sa- Sammy James, Sammy James Junior, not not Timu Puki, cousin of Sammy Davis Jr. No, no, no. Well, I thought I thought Ricky Sachs was going to be on, but clearly Ricky's got better things to do. But it's me and Sammy, Sammy, Sammy from Fulhamish Podcast. What time are you on, Chidge? I'm on at two thirty, Jonathan. Okay, I'll try and ring will in. Will you tune in? Yes, I will. I'll Lovely. ring in. I'll Thank ring you. in. I'll find something Can to talk about. Can you please do the rest of the show in that voice? No, please, no, please do the rest of the show in that voice. Please. I'll bring will. you as many beverages as you want over the next... I like, I've got this, a question, I like this Diet Coke. It's, it's a Coca-Cola Zero. Oh, sorry. Didn't realise. <laughs> I've got a serious question for you. Don't make him do this the whole show. <laughs> I, I won't be able to... Uh, listen, you've done this show from half past two to eight. Yeah. What what does Don... What was Don... What, what does Don do for food and beverages for... Well, you've for got... Five and a half hours of work. Got a small boy comes in and gives him... Gives him well, food. you've got you've got to be careful of your, your consumption and whatnot. Have you? Have yeah, you don't want to be having to leap, leap out for a no, no, no. It's it's not ideal. Um, so uh, he gives me a bright sixpence, and I'll go out and get something for him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the best voice he's ever done. Before we talk about Petter the Great, um, yeah. the uh, good denizens of the Chelsea Fancast Twitter page have done themselves proud, uh, and. Uh, and I'm sorry that Rob Dog, you're wrong. Rancho Blue, hey, love sports. Stanford. Oh no, I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. I take it all back. I can't read, mate. I've got my glasses on the wrong way around. He says, "Hey, love sport radio." Stanford is correct. Sybil never made an appearance with the Arsenal first team. Spot on, mate. But we've had some great answers. Philip Monday, uh, Tommy Doc, absolutely. Tommy Baldwin, George Graham, John Hollins, Graham Ricks, Lasana, Diara, all played for Chelsea and Arsenal. Uh, John Smith says, Emmanuel Petit, Tommy Baldwin, George Graham, Johnny Hollins, and uh, Graham Ricks. Ricks. He whispers very quietly and quietly indeed. He, you're right, because Graham played for us when loads of people were out injured or something. And he made, he only made he, about one appearance. He played he? in the great Vienna game when John Spencer that's scored right, that goal from the right, halfway that's line. That's right. So Not from the halfway line, from the, from the penalty area. And uh, Dan, or at Dan O'Burgis7, says, Oh, that slowpoke who went to Monaco. Chesk, of course. And lovely Dan Silves. Hello, Dan. Media star that you are. Uh, Benny, ben Ayoun, of course, Yossi Ben Ayoun, and Nicholas Anelka. And Dan also says Ashley Cole, William Gallis, uh, Manu Petit, Czech. Uh, Manu Petit. Oh. Dean Mears, Czech Cole, Gallus, And that's about all we've had so far, but all of those are right. He was doing me, wasn't he, Manu Petit? Isn't it funny? The Rubbish most, for us. The though. most obvious one hasn't been mentioned yet. Okay, you're going to keep your powder dry on that? Oh, Nicholas Anelka? No. Better check? No. Well, Olive the uh, Giroud. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. They've not mentioned. He's saying Colin, Colin Pates. Yeah, Colin <gasps> Pates. That's that's definitely on the list. Well done, Aaron. Should no, we... that's not me. That was Paddy. Well, Paddy's not playing, is he? <laughs> Tough. He'll oh, well, be, there he you is go. Now. He is Thank now. you. Uh, we've got a call. Some people think that a Paddy's call? not playing. We have a call. Okay, we'll Chich. have a call. You can you can answer it in your funny voice. What that voice? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yannick's on the line. How are you, Yannick? Please don't. Hello, Yannick. Hello, Yannick. Good evening, gents. How you all doing? All right, mate. Good to hear from you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just uh <laughs> hello JK, how you doing mate? Alright mate, thanks. <laughs> you I'm pleased to hear it, bruv. Oh thanks, mate. I don't know if it's a cockney <laughs> I don't know if it's a cockney voice or a child's voice or perhaps a child cockney it's voice. A cockney it's a cockney child. It's a cockney child, mate. Yeah, no problem. Oh right, can you yeah, right. Hello mate, you, you can yeah, sweep much in me. Yeah, right, thanks, mate. Wait. Do you ever watch Enough. Enough to watch Come the chat? Yannick. <laughs> Paddy Tony's mind novels, are they? Pat go on, Yannick. Bring some normality back to this. Please. Um yeah, just want to check in with you gents, and uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the weekend's fixture, and see if um, you share, well, optimism with me. 
Yeah, I feel pretty yes. good about that, but I wanted to get your thoughts about yes, it. Yes, Yannick, completely. We'll raise our game, we'll play very well, and we'll win. Lovely, lovely scenes. Oh, this... <laughs> okay, good, good evening. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, 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 would, I agree with him, actually, and I, because I've done quite yeah. a few podcasts and things this week with Arsenal sports that's what I've been saying you know that mm. we, we we if you watch if you look at our games this year apart from the awful shambles at Spurs which was a nightmare we know but basically mm-hmm. every time we played a big team a good team we've raised our mm. game and I think that's you know I've spoken a lot in the last few months saying there's something quite kind of late 90s about this Chelsea team you know they, they don't put it in against the rubbish teams and they can get beaten but they really do put it in against the big teams and invariably they don't yeah. get beaten you know City yeah. United Liverpool haven't beaten us this year I mean you know United maybe not very good but, but you what, know what I mean. does that tell you well that the mentality's wrong frankly correct yeah. mm. that tells me yeah, the mentality's wrong and that tells me that the manager isn't getting them up for the for the for the smaller games mm. But yeah. I didn't think the manager knew about the Spurs game, the well, that, first Spurs that, game, that was, which he mentioned, didn't he? Oh, he hadn't no, realised it meant was... so much. You just go, well, mm. why hasn't the board told you? Why hasn't anybody in the ground told you? Why haven't you done your research as a manager? unlike us, they yeah, don't hate Tottenham. JK on that. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, that, that went under the radar, and I think did. that didn't deserve to go under the radar. No, I no. couldn't believe that statement. Even, yeah. if, you, even if, you, if that was the truth, why on earth would you come, go out and, and say it publicly? I think that was disgraceful. But doesn't that been a problem with most of the new managers? They just somehow have, have, have airily missed this kind of rivalry. They haven't got this, because I remember I, even, I, even having to be explained to somebody. So what do you want to say, Yannick? Sorry, mate. No, sorry, JK. I, yeah. kind of, I, I, I just wanted to, to interject there, and I think that was a bit of a sort of... Um, just a poor defence mechanism from Sarri. I don't. I don't believe that he genuinely. You know, you come to a club. You know what football's like these days. He's going to be like, okay. So I'll learn about Chelsea. Oh, I wonder who Chelsea's like biggest rivals are. Oh, you know, they've got songs about Tottenham, rightly or wrongly. So I, I, I believe he would have been. Not only would he just know from you know. If yeah. he's a manager worth it, sort of do a bit of a research, but he would have been prepped by the club. Well, the, the other thing is, who sits next to him every single game? Who spends the whole week exactly, coaching? Yeah. What, Zola doesn't exactly. know that there's a rivalry? No, I'm sorry, course, that was just yeah. nonsense. Yeah, it was a poor defence mechanism from Sari. But um, I just I want to quickly talk about the, uh, the game, if you chaps don't mind, for a couple of minutes. Um, I, I, I called up and I spoke to the Arsenal fan show that Aaron hosted, um, and th- those lads were talking about, um, well, we were both talking about getting exposed on the flanks, because you remember that the reverse fixture how was a bit of a, a sort of mental game in the sense of you attack, we attack, and we kept getting roasted on the flanks with cutbacks, and it was at the time when it was vogue to miss cities against Chelsea. Remember, there was that sort of period for a bunch of yeah, games in yeah. all competitions. Got, for, yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. So, um, same again, it would it, it would be the Marcus Alonso flank, I imagine, that might leave space behind yeah, for, like, um, a Wobie and a Sa- Bama Sorry, sorry Yannick, Sarri mentioned it in his press conference today. He said that he's been... Oh, did uh, Yeah, he's been... Uh, doing a lot of work with them this week because he's noticed that, the, that that's what Arsenal do they attack the space and he I think he realises that we we can be vulnerable there so he, he's well aware of that he mentioned it in the presser mm. the, particularly the, on Alonso's well, side on yeah. Alonso's flank the, the not the, on Dave's the, side the other thing that's, yeah. that's actually quite encouraging is this is the first week for I don't know how many months that he's actually had the players for a week without a mid, midweek yeah. game and, and I you know he, he does you know his main work is on on the you know coaching, and it might pay dividends that he's had them for that whole week. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And uh, he's a meticulous Matt coach, like like I guess all 
sort of big coaches are. Uh, I don't know. Don't know if he's quite. Be- he, he made some quite interesting comments on the Bielsa thing that I did see. Um, I did hear a bit of his presser. I don't know if you chaps heard that. When yeah, yeah, he, I, he was I was questioned. watching it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting when he was ref- referencing Spy Spygate, and he says like, um, yeah, referencing it. I liked how he's like, I heard he was very big into video analysis prior to his appointment at Chelsea. But he was like, yeah, he's even supposed to do drones, isn't he? You wonder if he's been doing like, uh, yeah, sending. No, all no, the- he, he said he yeah. doesn't do spying. He says he says my, my spies aren't very. <laughs> no, good. no, no, but, no. Drone analysis, drone analysis, drone analysis. Of his own yeah, yeah, his own players. But you wonder whether the drone must like slip over to well, White they, Hart they, Lane they or something. They did it. They did it. Verder Bremen. They were using. They were using drones to spy, I think, wasn't it, against Werder Bremen, some German team? Anyway, whatever. Um, so, come yeah, on, but, uh, Yannick, are we going to win? What's, what's your prediction? Yeah, we, we're going to win 3-1, uh, Chidge, because we, they, they'll eventually do us down on one of the flanks. Sorry, we'll be um, lucid to this, but their defence is, is, is too poor, and even though we won't have... Um, Old Higgins in and Giroud won't play the front three. We get some goals. So. Great stuff. And uh, any so. any Chelsea and Arsenal players you know about then, Yannick? Can you can chip in? Petacek, Fabregas, Anelka. Um, That's good off the top of your head. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, they're the three. So, well, they're like the, Anelka's being a big one, and obviously old Giroud. I've got uh, one that isn't isn't on a list. Nobody will get. Well, we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a minute. Thank yeah. you, uh, thank you for your call, Yannick. Cheers, really Yannick. appreciate you uh, giving us a bell. Thanks, and be Yannick. like Yannick, you can give us a call. Oh two oh eight. 70 25 5 that is a number to call love sport hello there Love Sport Radio with me, Aaron Paul. <laughs> you shot And uh, Sam Fajic, he's in the building. Jonathan, get down. Get down. Get right get down. Get down. <laughs> it's the best disco in town. Ow. Number one is all around. I'm so, so groovy. <laughs> can he do the rest of the show in that accent, please? <laughs> I can. If you like. With the lift, man. If you like me to have a lift, yeah. Aaron, Did ne- somebody call you a sleazy solicitor <laughs> on, on Twitter today? Never, ever, <laughs> never, ever give him sweets and Coca-Cola while we're doing this show, ever again. A sleazy... I'm bringing him every week. What wow. about? I, I bring him the little bar every week. I have his water. But what, <laughs> the, what the listeners can't see is his face while he's doing this. It's a bit... Oh, I can't even describe it. Oh, anyway. Can we talk about something football related? Yeah, it's the sounds of earth, wind and fire there on Love Sport Radio this evening. Yeah. Uh, okay, there we go. Earth, wind and fire. Surely, it's surely, you surely wind. wind, I'm wind, surely. Yeah, yeah what are. with your personal problems. Exactly. Uh, let's talk better oh, let's talk better the grey. Uh Petacek, of course announcing his retirement uh from football this week. However, Chelsea have uh said that they will be offering Czech a role post yeah. retirement. He doesn't know what role it is gonna be. It's hardly gonna be uh, kitchen porter, is it? Uh no. I they said in an ambassadorial role. Why or, would he or, be or coaching? Or coaching, yeah. Why, why would he what, mate? Why would he be interested in an amb- ambassadorial role? Um, you get because he gets much. to eat lots of Fuewe Washe. When he can come into Aussies <laughs> and see us all by our lying down, by our, our uh, open fires, being waited on, given our venison pie. Bearskin rugs. Yes, uh, to be honest, I agree with you. He, Best he, of he, he would be wasted in an ambassadorial role because this is one of the greatest keepers of his generation, arguably the greatest keeper in the Premier League, certainly the greatest goalkeeper we've ever had. You want him on, in a football capacity, don't you, Clayton? Possibly. And the only reason I hesitate is because there's obviously a goalkeeping coaching setup at the club, 
and Kepper is settled in very nicely and doing very well and maybe bringing somebody else in would upset the apple cart yeah, as true. they say in the trade um Yes. Well, I was going to say, you know, Chichi's earlier statement, he said, you know, uh, probably one of the best goalkeepers Chelsea's ever seen, if not the best goalkeeper Chelsea have ever had, and uh, the greatest goalkeeper, I was going to say one of the greatest goalkeepers. He's better than Schmeichel, he won more. Well, not as many no, he Premier didn't. Leagues. Actually, no, he didn't. I'll take no. that, but I retract that stupid comment. I don't think he won more than which, Van der Sar Which was said in haste and excitement. Didn't win more than Van der Sar. Oh, go. Shut but up. But come on, come on. You, you got, no, he's one of the greatest keepers the Premier League has ever seen. 100%. Why did we allow him to leave? Because we because Raymond liked him and, and we... we didn't you? It was the pressure of Courtois, we, we wasn't it? We gave it all up for the snake. We did. We did. Which is understandable because he was young. At the time, was the correct decision. Hindsight, what's the, hindsight is wonderful. It is, but what, what, what's? I think that there is a there is an element. I don't know about you guys, but for me, there was a real element of sadness attached to this because he is the last of that great spine to retire. You know, John Terry's retired, uh, Frank Lampard's retired, Didier Drogba's retired. Sen. No, the spine, you numpty. Oh, Spines sorry. don't go unless you're unless you're back screwed, mate. You should go and see a doctor. But uh, you know, the spine was Czech, Terry, Lampard. Drogba and they've all retired and I was I thought a tinge of sadness about that he was the last last to go the greatest not, greatest spine we ever had as a team he's not gone yet well he's well I know at the end he's of the got, season he's you know, got another you know I six was months dismayed by the um uh, the, twi- the the rude tweeting about him by Arsenal fans. I really? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, just saying that he wasn't up to it and he gave too many goals away, and that we deliberately yeah. allowed him to go there well, because we knew that he was uh, well, we, on his we, last legs. We did, didn't we? Uh, that's true. That's, that's <laughs> a- Agent Chidge knows all. Yeah. No, but I mean, he wasn't. You know, they're, they're basically glossing over. It's only perhaps in the last year or so. When all yeah. the 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 sort of the change in the goalkeeping regime that goalkeepers had to be good with their feet and and Petter unfortunately is from a different generation and he's not very good with his feet. I mean, my view is yeah. you've got to be able to stop the ball going past you and he's one of the best that there's ever been in the in the Premier League. I mean, he he's a great goalkeeper for us, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And, and and I think one of the greatest things about him is it it was so understated. You didn't actually no, exactly. realise how good he was. Yeah. If well, you, I mean, Munich. Well, he'll be in, in, indelibly etched into all of our minds, particularly those of us who were, who were there. What he did that night in Munich, we would not have won that Champions League if it hadn't been for him. But I also remember things like that that save in the cup final, um, which was just what, before the, that, the week, week earlier. earlier, the week earlier, wasn't week it? earlier, yeah. You know, which was Banks esque in its brilliance. Unbelievable. That, was, that goal was in. I know. I and know. he clawed it out from Absolutely. Andy I mean, it was on the BBC website, yeah. and they showed it from every different angle. And it was quite interesting, because if you looked at the reaction of all of the people around that, Carroll wheeled away, thought he'd scored, and then yeah. did a double take. Yeah. Everybody behind the goal was up, thinking it yeah. was a goal. Yeah. It was a, it was a f- I mean, it was a phenomenal yeah. save. And he made another brilliant save against Manchester United in the FA Cup, I think, against mm. Chikorita. Uh, similar save um, something that that never gets mentioned and we would have won the league anyway but when we won the league at Bolton it was nil-nil and uh, Bolton nearly scored through Jeremy and he made a phenomenal save I mean he made loads of phenomenal saves but like all good goalkeepers because he made it look easy it doesn't get talked about it doesn't get talked about and the other thing which 
really doesn't get talked about in terms of how great he was to have come back from one of the worst tackles in the history of the Premier League. Absolutely. You know, and he came back after that. You know, if he would have retired and never played again, it wouldn't have been a surprise. But the bravery to come back and protect himself... Play with that risk as yeah. well. Because he was at risk, wasn't he? Absolutely, Every completely. Yeah. And, and you, when he came back, I don't know if you remember, he was a different sort of goalkeeper. But he was still a very, very good goalkeeper. Mm. Mm, absolutely. There you have it. There you have it. At 8.32, we're going to take a pause. Half-time in the game at... Carrow Road, Norwich 3, Birmingham City 1. Looking forward to watching a few more goals there. Don't forget, after 9 o'clock time, we also have your Fulham fan show. Love Sport, 558am. Yeah, don't forget some big fixtures this weekend. By the way, just just to let you know, because it's quite important, Cowden Beath Rangers is off tonight. And guess what? Anyone who's at the ground gets free pies. I like that offer. Doesn't everyone? They get free pies because the game has been called off. A match postponed tomorrow afternoon. uh, Chidge and Sammy James will be bringing you coverage of of, uh, all the games. Uh, There's loads in the Premier League. West Ham travel to Bournemouth. Crystal Palace are at Liverpool. Julian Speroni set to make his uh, first appearance in over a year for uh, the Eagles. Well, a year and a bit now. He last played at the back end of December. Arsenal-Chelsea is the game at 5.30. Watford entertaining Burnley elsewhere where in the championship Millwall uh, are away at Middlesbrough Brentford at Rotherham United QPR entertain Preston North End a big game for Wimbledon they entertain Barnsley uh, elsewhere and Charlton are in action as well at the Valley they take on at Crington Stanley we're going to be getting uh, an opposition view very very shortly and it comes from Mr Harry Simeon friend of the station of course from uh, Chronicles of Aguna and world-famous bazooki player. How are you, Harry? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good to uh, have you on with us this evening. A big, big derby uh, in store. Um, what are your thoughts about it? Firstly, in fact, you know what? Let's get let's get your sort of uh, thoughts on Petr Cech. Of course, announcing his retirement this week. He's a, a Chelsea legend. He's played at Arsenal as well. What are your thoughts when, uh, when that announcement came out? Um, I was a little bit surprised, to be honest. I thought he probably had at least another year in him. Um, but, you know, he's had a fantastic career. And I guess, you know, when you've... It's better to go out on the top, isn't it? You know, to go out as a Premier League goalkeeper. And, you know, I was looking... I was talking with uh, Chidji the other day, actually, and we were look, we were talking about the honours that he's won. And when you look at his CV and his yeah. record, it's unbelievable, isn't it? And I think, you know, rightly so, he's, there's going to be an, a, an influx of sort of um, plaudits for him in the next couple of... Uh, in the next few months between now and the end of the season and it's, it's deserved he's, for me he's the greatest goalkeeper in the Premier League ever um, 
and I know that's a big statement because you can talk about people like, for example, Peter Schmeichel, but when you just look at the longevity of his career and, of course, all the honours he's won and the European Cup and everything, you know, all combined, to me, he, he's the greatest ever. Mm, excellent stuff, Harry, and good to speak to you for the third time this week. How delightful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thanks Very for helping us out, of course, mate. Um, I mean, you know, there's something else we, you and I have been talking about. I mean, a bit like, like Chelsea, you know, after their very good start to the season Arsenal's form uh, dipped after going unbeaten for a long run why do you think that was? Um, it's hard to pinpoint one sort of specific reason but I, I don't think Unai Emery's been getting things right of late um, I think that some of his team selections have been very questionable um, some of his man management skills are now starting to come into question um, when you look at people like Mr Ozil and the, the situation that we've got on our hands there um, I, I think it's a combination of things. I think with the sort of mood around the club has obviously taken a dramatic dip, given the news that we can't sign anyone on a permanent deal. Um, that's really damaged the morale of the fans. The fans who felt that the change was was really necessary, and it's finally come. And you kind of hope. Oh, oh, I think. So, oh no, he's still back. He's back. Yes. Uh, I'm back. You're back. back. Sorry, mate. Go on. About that, guys. Um. Yeah, you know, you know, the mood around the club has taken a bit of a nose nose by the, the recent, the recent, the recent. Uh, so I'll tell you what, I think we'll get Harry back uh, on another line. We're having a bit of an issue there. He sounded like he was in, you know, sort of on some. A it was a reverb. It was like, like rapping. Do they call that a reverb, kiddo? Is it? It's not, not a reverb. Ah, no, no. Ah, I've, ah, I've overworked Harry so much this week doing all these podcasts with him that he's replaced himself with a, with a Harry a robot. No, a Harry bot. Well, he's, he's, Harry back Harry Bo. he's back now. Harry, if you just <laughs> take the reverb setting off your phone, pal, and, uh, and we can get you back on. Uh, he's there. Harry Simi is back with us. Sorry, pal, you were saying? I'm back. I'm back. I apologies. I'm in the hospital. And, uh, my oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just hanging about waiting now. Oh, well. Uh, but, yeah, exciting. Good luck, mate. Cheers, cheers. I'm going to need it. <laughs> Plenty of gas in there for me as well, I think. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, but well, as I was saying, yeah, I, I think the mood around the club has just taken a huge nosedive, uh, given some of the, the recent announcements about transfers. I've already touched on Unai Emery. I think some of his selections have been questionable. His man management skills uh, are now coming into question as well. And I think, you know, uh, a lot of the issues that we knew were at the club and we kind of swept to one side and hoped would disappear when we changed manager are uh, starting to rear their ugly heads again. So um, it's a combination of things. You know, there's not one particular reason that, that Arsenal's form has dipped. I think it's a combination of things. Mm. But you were doing so well before, didn't you? What was it, 22 games undefeated? What 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 suddenly has turned it round? Has it just been uh, um, a lack of cohesion? I, I thought you, um, Lacazette looks great. Aubameyang looks fantastic. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm bemused as to what's happened. Because uh, uh, forgive me, but I'm not. You know, I don't only watch match of the day when I see Arsenal. So uh, <laughs> what's uh, you know? It's because there's too much football to watch. I watch my own club most of the time. So so uh, so what what what's been going wrong? Well, I think if you look at some of the, the, the partnerships that started to develop in that team during that unbeaten run that you're talking about, for example, Granit Xhaka and um, Mate, uh, Granit Xhaka and Lucas Torreira, sorry, formed a really good partnership in the middle of the park. Um, we had a lot of injury problems, which meant that Granit Xhaka got moved into a central defensive position, unsettling that, and then we had a, a load of injuries in the defensive positions, and, and it's just. You know, as a result of injuries and, and not having maybe a deep enough squad, 
lots of chopping and changing has meant that, you know, we, we kind of lost our rhythm a little bit. Um, and, you know, the defensive injuries caused Granite Xhaka to have to move back into defence. Oh, right, he's gone back there, is he? Right, stuff. yeah, yeah. Sorry. You're, you're obviously weakening your midfield and then you're weakening your defence as well. He's also played at left-back at times. Um, I think that Unai Emery's change of formation where he's gone to the back three means that we're now heavily reliant on our wing-backs to create chances. A bit like Chelsea were actually under Conte. Um, but the problem with that is that's all well and good when your wing-backs are fit. But with Nacho Monreal, Kolasinac having their injury issues and of course Hector Bellerin more recently... Um, you know, you see that that is that is a bit of a problem when when you're relying on your wing backs and you've got makeshift players in those positions. For example, Ainsley Maitland-Niles is actually a central midfielder. Excellent, Harry. Very quickly, how do you see it going tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to go with a one-one draw. Um, mm. I've been saying that all week, so I'm going to stick to my guns. Um, but yeah, one-one draw I think seems fair. Um, and, and, and I'd have probably tipped Chelsea to beat us had it been at the bridge, but just given that it's at the Emirates, I don't think we'll get beat. Mm. Uh, but I can't see us winning it either. So, yeah, 1-1. One, one. Good stuff. Brilliant stuff, Harry. Best of luck uh, to Thanks, uh, to you this evening in uh, in hospital. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, good luck, mate. Get, get on the gas and air, pal. Uh, jo- Jonathan <laughs> Kidd's had that before, so... Uh, all show, actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> thank you very much once again, Harry Sivy, for joining yes, us. Uh, your last knocking for your quiz. Get involved. 0208 70 25 at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast on Twitter. Make sure you get your late door entries in uh yeah we're going to carry on talking about chelsea arsenal <coughs> in fact arsenal versus chelsea tomorrow won't we yeah i mean i think this, the thing that harry said right at the end is a major factor is because i think their home record is very good i mean our away record is very good but their home record is very good and, I, and that that's my biggest fear i, don't, I mean I, it's a, I think it's a really hard one to call to be perfectly honest i mean the crowd will be up for it um their form is a bit on and off but I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it's quite interesting. I don't know whether we will continue with the three amigos. I don't know. I, I've got no reason to suspect not. I know that you discussed it, and I think I've, I actually tweeted it after the game against the Newcastle game, that we, we've got the wrong false number nine. The false number nine needs to be Pedro and not Hazard. That's we a good need, point, we isn't need, it? You need Hazard on the wing, don't you, really? We need Hazard on the wing, because mm. that's where he does all his damage. He does a lot of um, shaking his head, though, on the wing, because he doesn't get the ball enough. Because I noticed he when he's put him on the wing... He just does a lot of shaking his head, because he's probably thinking... What am I doing at this club? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's, he... he has shown a lot of signs of frustration in the last couple of weeks and I don't blame him. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yeah, we are back. This is Love Sport Radio with the Chelsea Fancast. Around five or so minutes, five to six minutes to get your quiz entries in. Get them in at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or at Chelsea Fancast on Twitter. They won't get one. That one that I found out, they won't get that one. <laughs> I just uh, picked up a tweet from Rancho Blue who makes a very good point. He says, why can't Petacek work with the youth like Joe Cole? I think that's a great point. The youth. Really do. Yeah, but why would he want to? If he needs to get his badges first, so he wants to become a manager, why would he want to go and work with the youth after having 
done that. Would he not? Uh, well, that's a good place to start, I would have thought. Yeah, it's a good point, but would he not want to... Uh, well, you get your badges whilst you're working, don't you? I mean, that's what... Well, you can do. It's what Frank Lampard did. NJT. Yeah, NJT. Etc. Etc. I personally okay. want to see him expand on his music career, because I quite enjoy his drumming videos. <laughs> yeah, me too. He could, he could work with musical youth, of East course. European yeah. rock. You know, musical youth. Clever. Past the Dutch. Past the Dutch on the left hand side. What a big tree. Uh Chidge. Hello. Where where are you? Where am I with what? Uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Well, I was t- saying to Clayton off air, I've dug out some really good stats, which I shall f- I shall fess up, actually. It's a mate of ours, Rick Glanville, writes these every week on the official Chelsea FC website. As the official historian. It's, it's called PMB, Pre-Match Briefing, yep. Talking Points. But there's some amazing... Paul Dutton actually does the stats, yep. to be fair, and we should, we should name-check Paul. But Chelsea have conceded 17 goals in the Premier League this season. That's 15 fewer than Arsenal's 32, which I didn't realise. And also... Uh, Aretha Belega in 22 games has kept, kept 10 clean sheets, which is only bettered by Allison, who's kept 13. But the thing that really caught um, Clayton in my eye was, the, was our record against them. That it's been a it's been a very happy hunting ground. There are there's no visiting club that can lay claim to as many victories there as we can, which is five. And some of those are included in the current run of one defeat and 14 league games against them, which is, uh, that's basically eight victories and five draws. And only Liverpool and Man United have beaten Arsenal more times than Chelsea in the Premier League era, which I, I was really Yeah, because yeah, we, we were surprised. just saying, up until Mourinho arrived at Stamford Bridge, yeah. we could do nothing. Nothing. We couldn't beat them. Nada. There was that. Absolutely, you mentioned the the FA Cup replay because uh, we drew two two at their place. We thought, great, this is it. This is we're finding it because we got drawn against them about three years in a row. But the one game which was worse than that, just the what I think one of the worst games I've ever been. I mean, it was a brilliant game of football. Was when we were we were leading two nil, and then Adebayor scored a hat trick, including yeah, that yeah. horrendous I goal do, yeah. where. Ed De Hoy came out yep. of his goal and he scored from virtually... It was like a flood at the time and mm. it was like a, he scored from the corner It was Canoe. Flag. Oh, it was Canoe. Canoe, right. Canoe yeah. The, yeah. Patrick in about two minutes. I hid Well, of, 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 of course, the famous my commentary most line was... Yes. The famous commentary line was, can you believe it? Yeah. Oh, oh, very, very good. good. And you know that because you were watching Premier... <laughs> Premier, Premier League years, yeah, exactly. no, because it just stuck with me. To be fair, yeah. it's just a great, it's just a great, a great one. Didn't Sylvania also score a cracker? Yeah, in the yeah, that, that was League Cup. No, that that was, was another game. No, it was a League. Winterburn game. scored yeah, one as Winterburn. well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Another game where we were leading, and then yeah. all of a sudden, from nowhere, but they, they had the Indian side completely for a long in the way time, that we did over the spuds. And until until until, I mean, until we, Jose turned yeah, up, exactly. and then they couldn't beat us. Yeah, yeah. He had the Indian sign on, on Wenger. I mean, the thing is that I mean, I think the thing we haven't talked about yet about with Chelsea tomorrow is that it's actually a huge game I mean it's it's actually a six pointer I hate that term but it's applicable because we are six points above them at the moment in fourth should we beat them we'll be be nine nine. points that's hard to get back at this stage of the season but if we lose it'll be three and they're back in it yeah and and well the other thing is that a draw would be fine because we'd stay six points above them but Manchester United have got another whatever you want they got a bye again on Saturday, you playing Brighton at home? Brighton and Hill Valley. Yes, okay. yeah, so that basically means that Arsenal yeah. will be desperate to win. Yeah. Are you playing three o'clock tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. So, so they will yeah. be on level points yeah. with Arsenal yeah. when we kick off. Wow. So Arsenal have the, you know, so it's gonna, the, if they win, would, of course. I would, if I would we win. say yeah. there would be more pressure on them tomorrow. Well, no, we're on level points are. already. 
Are you? Yeah, you're not at level points, just buying a goal difference about oh, two okay, goals. fine, well then the pressure will be on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, anything else before we uh, reveal the answer to the quiz? Um... Well, I just think that, you know, I, I was saying last night when I was being talked to, you know, talked about this, I, I think that I'm feeling much more quietly confident about finishing in top four than I have for a while. Because I think that they, I think Arsenal have got more problems than us, to be honest. I mean, when, when Emery's coming out in, a, in an interview saying that he can only have players on loan, this transfer window, that, that's appalling for them. Um, and I think Tottenham are looking very wobbly. No Kane, no Son. They've got injury problems. We know that their squad is thin. Uh, the people, the person, the, the person, the team I'm most worried Man about U. now is Man U. Yeah, but I'm less worried about Arsenal and Spurs, and I'm thinking we're okay for top four. I think Spurs are going to go in a nosedive because of all uh, the injuries. The Champions League as well. Kane is very, very important to them. Mind uh, you, he's very well, good at recovering. I, as I said, I saw a horrible statistic that their win ratio is higher when he's not playing. Oh, the funny thing is, is Son is only out until. February, because the, the, the well the the, the Asian Cup win. finals on the first of February. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they haven't got that long. Very quickly. You want the quiz answers? Well, no, no, no. Can we have a bed under it, please? Oh yeah. A yeah. Bed. Can we, can I we can have do a with a bed? bed? I'm rather tired. Let's, let's have a music. But and by the way, next week, I wouldn't mind if if you uh, you recorded something like you know, it's time for the quiz or something like that. It's time for the quiz. Something like that. We'll get you next door and you can record it's us a little. It's time for the quiz. All right. And just a reminder. There you go. We've got the little bed going on underneath. Will you be quiet? I'm trying to read the quiz. Read your answers. Right, for all those who uh, missed this, uh, the question, as always this week, was who played for Chelsea and Arsenal? Uh, we had some great responses during the show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast. Thank you very much. And there are 22 of them, what I found, and they are in no... Well, alphabetical order, actually. Nicholas Anelka, Tommy Baldwin, Baldwin. Yossi Benayoun, Petr Cech, Ashley Cole, Cole. Lasana Diara, William Dixon, who? who? He played, I think, in the 50s or the 60s. Oh, yeah. Tommy Doherty, Chesk Fabregas, William Gallas. Uh, no, I think somebody got him. Olivier Giroud, which oh. Clayton got. George Graham, John mm. Hollins, Alan Hudson. Graham's a great player. Alan Hudson, absolute legend. Tommy Lawton. Oh, Don't weird. think anybody got Tommy Lawton. Oh, weird, Tommy. Tommy was playing for us just before the war, I think. Uh, Peter Nicholas. Nobody got Peter Nicholas. Peter Ridiculous. Yep. Uh, Colin Pates. Somebody got that. Uh, Emmanuel Petty, Graham Ricks. Nobody got Rocky. Nobody got David Rowcastle. I'm astonished oh, by that. Yeah. Didn't um, Houston play as well? Nope. No, he didn't. He, I he, looked, he managed them, though, he didn't he? He was assistant them. manager. Yeah. Assistant manager. Right, yeah. and the final two, which are the horrible, obscure ones that I found that were pre-war, I think. I don't know. You'd have to Google them yourself, because I can't remember. But the other two that I'd never heard of are Bob Turnbull. Yes, and uh, Alan Young. Alan Young played in the sixties. In the 60s. And he played in the sixty-three side. Well that was done. Promoted. And well done. And I saw him on several occasions. Jonathan and I've has come up one with one more player. One more player, which who was very peculiar in that he didn't actually got transferred to them, uh, but he didn't play for them. Was Clive Allen, of course. No, but he didn't play for them, mate. No, but he got transferred, and he's, he, he he actually he, went. He to, was an Arsenal. He player. was an Arsenal player. But he, did he play? How many games did he play? None. Oh, there you go. But if he gets sat, then I get Steve Sidwell. No, no, you don't. No, because no, he was Ute. Yeah, but he was in the first team squad. I mean, in and around, lurking. How this could he get into a midfield? Clive Allen at the time How had could been Steve playing, Sidwell be playing for Spurs? He for Chelsea. Overmars, Petit, 
Berg camp. How could he get into that? Well, we have to discuss yeah, no that chance. with the manager, I'm afraid. Well, <laughs> he, he should have. Well, if he would have got French, the manager, please. If he would have got French citizenship, then he would have got into the first team. Definitely, 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 oh, definitely. Great start. Uh, Norwich City three, Birmingham City one is a later score from Carroll. It is an end-to-end game. We'll be keeping you aside that as gen to gen. As things. Can I ask us our predictions? Well, yeah, very quickly because we're running out of time. I'm going to go from left to right. Kid, how do you see it going? 2-1 to the Blues. Earth. Clayton, hello. 0-0. Wind. <laughs> 2-1 to Chelsea. Fire. Yes. I'm going 3-2 Chelsea. Do you remember? Sorry. 3-2. Yeah. Shall I tell you an interesting fact about three goals? Go on. Chelsea scored three goals on nine occasions up to November. I haven't scored three goals yep. since. There, there you go. go. There it is. Stuff. Clayton Factoid Beerman. Thank Stato. you very much. I just think because, you know, you, you, you look at them, they've got some decent, you know, players in, in forward line, but defence is a bit suspect. 4-3 well, then. Our defence is good. Four. We've only, I mean, not yours. Stat, yeah, then. their defence is ropey. We'll score. There you go. It's the Chelsea Van Gogh and Love Sport. Thank you to everyone who's Magic. got involved thank this people. evening. Thank you to Clayton, to JK and to uh, and Fire. Thank you. Good night. a.m. Love Sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.